Thank you for joining us at Nikki Dare Radio, heard worldwide by millions of listeners, with your lovely host, Ms. Nikki Dare. Our podcast, hosted by Nikki Dare, is your home for education to safety and survival, leadership and inspiration. Nikki Dare is the founder of I Dare Inc., a registered 501c3, with its mission to educate and mobilize resources for preparedness and sustainability. I Dare is a grassroots credo and personal mission based on its pillars of excellence integrity, diversity, adaptation, resilience, and empowerment. Ms. Dare's personal mission is to help you encounter your purpose by unlocking your inherent potential and finding joy in the journey. Women's advocate, transformational mentor, and a seasoned BPR change management consultant since her early 20s in transforming companies, and decades later, she is reinventing her purpose. And now, here's your lovely host, Ms. Nikki Dare. Hey, aloha. Aloha, hola, buenos dias, buenas tardes, como tal vous? Selamat pagi, you guys, semua kawan-kawan here. Welcome, 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 Leadership 365, Sustainability, a podcast for those who aspire to be a sustainable leader designed to inspire growth and impact for sustainability. So you can create your best year for 365 days ever. It is 2023, guys. Uh, this is a podcast where we discuss the latest trends and strategies in leadership. Boy, do we ever need this, right? Good to be here in the presence of you and many of you around the world. I am your host, Nikki Dare. And today, we're going to talk about the current economic and financial situation, including the recent layoffs in Silicon Valley's bank. Silicon Valley Bank's collapse, SVB, they call it. My God, that's a tongue twister. For me, it is. Uh, guys, I'm not a financial expert. I just want to put it out there. Uh, you know, I, I have one, though, however. Well, a couple of them. One has retired. The other one here has taken care of uh, for the last, oh, my God, almost three decades. But, um, you know, Eric has been really a wonderful, wonderful investment advisor. And, you know, f because of him, I get a little bit of knowledge and, you know, more a little bit educated about just anything. Anything has to do with money and finances. But, yeah, here we go. Good to be here with you guys. All right, I'm back here again. Just want to say welcome back. Welcome again, guys. Um, you know, I have decided I want to stick with Leadership 365 podcast. I know some of you already known me through my journey in podcasting. Um, I've created We Talk. I've created Get Shit Done. I've created, you know, um, all of these things, uh, small segments or topics, more so like a, a podcast uh, segments, topics, yeah, whatever you want to call that, right? Um, you know, empowering different segments or different categories of discussions. But I think more so Leadership 365, I think it's more a well-rounded what I've been sharing with you guys out there in social media or, you know, one-on-one -on -one, uh, 
you know, uh, what is it? One-on-one coaching, one-on-one, um, you know, discussion, debate, or even roundtable. Uh, those of you who know me on LinkedIn, we've done quite, <laughs> quite many. I mean, I, I, I love that journey, by the way, roadmap to sustainability. So this is what has been born out of, you know, the podcast of Leadership 365, basically from roadmap to sustainability. I think it's, is 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 worthwhile of, hey, let's talk about this. Let's have a roundtable, continue our roundtable discussion, not just under, you know, on, on, on this um, sustainability discussion, but also leadership, really. I mean, you know, this is what we want to talk about and continue talking about this collectively together. All right. The economy is always changing today. It seems like we're facing particularly challenging time. Boy, do we ever. Companies are restructuring downsizings and laying off employees is difficult situation for both the affected employees and their leaders you know a couple of things from that um perspective um from this fact that this is really profound for me personally because you know i've spearheaded my very first entrepreneurial uh, journey since my early 20s based on this based on this um uh, topic, basically subject, which is downsizing, uh, restructuring business process, re-engineering back then, back in the 80s, early 90s, that's what we call, right? BPR or change management. So we all know now, right? Today, uh, that was that was really the birth of a lot of great stuff. <laughs> if you're listening and you're seasoned industry leaders, uh, you know what exactly what I'm talking about. And then here we are, fast forwards, you know, four or five decades later, um, or more so in my in my journey, three or four decades later, almost four decades later, guys. Uh, now you know my age group, right? It, this has been really a fascinating to watch. And, you know, from both really from from all uh, from all angles and, and 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 sides basically, but what can leaders do to support their employees during these difficult times? Um, how can they maintain morale and productivity when their team is, you know, the whole company basically facing uncertainty and stress? Now, when I was a consultant back in my early twenties, this is exactly how I came in. You know, when I, you know, my team and I was were being hired to diagnose. Um, so to speak, you know, like, first of all, we're not miracle workers, but we come in and we're, we're, we try to, you know, assessing the situation, basically, right, going into the corporation that asks us to diagnose and, uh, yeah, give us some recommendation, not the fix, not like there's a perfect fix, because every company is a different depending the size, depending on the, uh, you know, the industry, obviously, and depending on, on just the culture, and then the mission, vision, all of these things. And it comes, yes, exactly, you're right, from the top. Right. So one thing leaders can do is to communicate honestly and openly with their employees. Very first thing is the morale. How can we close that gap? The morale is down. Obviously, nobody wants to work. And then, you know, people come into the office after, you know, seeing their 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 uh, colleagues, right? Their, their staff, their friends, they've been working there for three decades, right? And then they've been working there since they were single. Now they have grandkids. I mean, you meet all of this kind of people I have. And all of a sudden, you know, you know, pull the rug and say, got to go. Here's a pink slip tomorrow. I mean, today you got to have to pack up everything. And it's like, you know, a lot of them are just like, what? 
you know, what's going on. So if communication is not out there, not being honest openly with their employees, it, it's, it's really, you know, not a good place to be in the first place. And you guys, this is something that um, I'm going to, I'm going to chime in my personal things about this. And I have some personal stories as well, but moving on transparency, transparency is key during these times of uncertainty, right? Leaders should explain what's happening and why is it happening and what they're doing to address the situation. You know, what's going to happen to them because their colleagues going to look at this, uh, their friends, like, is it going to be tomorrow? Of course, morale is going to be affected. It's going to be down, right? Uh, the ship, she, she also, leaders should also be open to feedback, to, um, you know, this duel or dialogue, like two-way street, not just a one-way street. This is what I tell you to do. You got to go, right? They should also have these um, questions from their team, right? Um, another way leaders can support their employees is by providing resources and training. Uh, for example, if employees are being laid off, leaders can offer resume writing workshops or even job search assistance. Uh, we all know that's important. And, you know, rather than them going to this, um, you know, other resources of support, as we already know, like ADD, employment, you know, uh, this, this, this resources, they, they provide this kind of thing. But the leaders, the, the, the former, the potential former or the former rather at that time can also offer the employees that are being laid off resume writing workshop. And then look, we can assist you in your, in your next jobs, basically search job sh- uh, search uh, assistance, right? If employees are f- facing financial situations or difficulties, of course, because, you know, just say that they cannot make the, you know, they're the only one that's bringing in the, uh, the money in the household and, and, you know, all of a sudden this happens, like, oh, how are they going to pay the mortgage? How are they going to pay their food on the table for their families? Uh, depending on the size of the households and everything, it's, it becomes really a financial difficulties. Leaders can also provide resources such as financial counseling or access to emergency funds. It's so important. Uh, those who know me, uh, I've been advocating emergency preparedness, including financial emergency preparedness as well. Uh, a lot of us don't do that. I mean, a lot of you, I mean, <laughs> I'm not speaking for that myself because you gotta have to have and stash away the emergency funds. I know it's not luxury, but it's needed. How many disasters have we already encountered in the last, <laughs> just say three years? It's crazy out there. I mean, I'm not talking about just COVID. I'm talking about the natural disasters, the unprecedented natural disasters, right? East Coast, West Coast, around the world. I mean, it's borderless when it comes to disasters. Disasters don't recognize who you are, what you are, financial status, social status, any of that. You know, disasters will come. And are you prepared? Are you prepared for your to protect your 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 your, your safety, your your financial, your you know business? from going under. Now let's talk about the recent collapse of Silicon Valley Bank really briefly. I'm not going to expand this. I'm not going to elaborate because I, like I said, I'm not a financial expert. I do not want to invite, you know, open a kind of warm, even if I want to, by the way, (laughs) if you're listening to this, yes, you know me very well. Um, This is a particular interesting case because it's a bank that's been known for forever for its innovation, for its leadership in the tech industry. Right. Okay. So you guys know what I'm talking about. But I've, as we've seen, and I've seen this, right? Even the most successful companies can face challenges. So I'm going to stop there. 
I will talk about it. I promise. It's so early right now to talk about this and to collect information. I'm gonna pause this. I promise. I'm gonna revisit this topic again soon in my podcast. I promise you guys. I will chime in, include my three cents at that time. All right. But now at this time, that's all I'm gonna say. But what we can learn from this situation? One lesson is that leaders must be proactive. And addressing potential problems, they cannot just assume that everything will continue to go smoothly. Okay, so there is the transparency, there is the communication, right? The two-way street kind of thing, right? It's lack of. They need to be vigilant and identify potential risks and challenges. Ah, you're listening to me. You go like, well, they're doing that though. Yeah, okay. But this is all opinion based, and this is all mine, right? So it's my podcast, so I can say whatever I want to say. Y'all can chime in. You guys want to come in and be my guest speaker on this topic alone? By all means, shoot me an email: hello at nikidare dot com. You guys are welcome to be a podcast guest uh, on the topic that I promise I will be talking soon again. Once when I when I'm comfortable speaking about this, when I have more. Uh, information and things like that. Okay, uh, because I think it's kind of early to just you know I want to have a well-rounded discussion when it comes to a topic. You guys know me already, right? So anyway, that's what we can learn from the situation. Another lesson that I can see from this uh, collapse is that it is the importance of resilience. When faced with a setback or failure, we leaders must be able to bounce back and learn from the mistakes, right? And this requires. Really, a true growth mindset and willingness to adapt and change um, to change the course whenever necessary. Right? Um, there are a lot of um, also. I want to talk about layoffs, but I, I'm I'm going to minimize that as well. But there's a lot of layoffs, you know, especially during the uh, 2020, 2021, 2022. I mean, it's just. Ever, ever, like I'm always a business trend, you know, a massive layoffs. I mean, we see it in tech industry, we see it in everywhere, in the airline industry. We saw it uh, during COVID, right? Everybody just went, "Oh my goodness, what was going on here?" And this, how is this all these layoffs impact the sustainability uh, economy, sustainability? I mean, we we've seen a number of high profile layoffs um, in the airline industry, right? Delta. American Airlines, United, oh, now significant furloughs and everything, and then retail sectors as well. And then we saw back in 2020, um, uh, I'm sorry, in 2021, 2022, and then the recently Twitter uh, was bought over by, you know, of course, Elon Musk. I mean, these layoffs can have significant impact on the economy as a whole. When people lose their jobs, Right, they have less money to spend, uh, which can lead to decrease, decrease and decline on the consumer spending and slower economic growth. And then we, 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 you know, and of course, recession. Everybody's like, oh my god, recession, inflated uh, pricing on consumer goods and everything. In addition, layoffs can go back to layoffs uh, can create a ripple effect throughout the economy, uh, impacting other fellow businesses. Right, it's almost like okay, so it's it's part of the ecosystem, uh, impacting other business industry uh, that rely on the affected employees or uh, companies. 
However, it's important to note that layoffs are not always a sign of weak or unsustainable economy. In some cases, companies may need to make tough decisions in order to remain competitive and profitable in rapidly changing marketplace as we are all living in today's world, right? It's very fast. So um, I think by adapting to new technologies, changing cons- consumer preferences, um, some other factors really, companies can position themselves for long-term success and ability. I mean, you know, we, we are in the, in the emergence of this huge uh, flood of just a lot of the uh, artificial intelligence technology uh, advance and things like that, right? I, robotic automation. I mean, so many, so many um, uh, jobs out there that are being replaced by these things. And then, you know, people are very highly concerned. It's like, what are we going to do? So we try to hang on, uh, we try to uh, learn new skills. Um, you know, all of you are listening to this, uh, you all know exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, you know, you, you, you cannot, some of the things that, that, that let's say automation or robots can do, or artificial intelligence, I should say, can do, can replace, right? The writing, copywriters, and some of the soft skills I think I'm talking about. And, and, and also in the warehouses, you know, I mean, all that can be replaced easily. And it's already been going on already in the last few years by robots. Um, in 2022, I want to go back again to last year that tech companies have implemented massive layoffs. Uh, there was like, I think more than, um, I think a quarter, I mean, 120,000 people being let go, uh, like Meta, Amazon, Netflix, um, and then as well as the firms and startups in 2022. I mean, we saw all of this in social media. Um, you know, the trend or layoff announcement continues. Google, um, you know, had done that too. You know, I'm personally not a fan of layoffs because I'm also a product of those things. I've said this many times before here in my podcast, my LinkedIn, um, as well as my Twitter. Uh, you know, I posted some of these things about my, my you know, my personal <laughs> feelings about this. I've been a product of this corporate mismanagement, I call it. Um that's why I left corporate many, many, many times, not by choice. You know, I, I, I start thinking about this. And then the first layoff I've ever experienced was back in 1998, uh, working for a scientific thermal industry right before Christmas where I just got promoted. I just got promoted. It was a great, a great, um, it's just a great salary, great, great experience. And it's just like right before Christmas, I remember the, uh, they're changing also the president of the company trying to, move relocate him and his family his wife and everything bought like new furniture new home oh my god from from north Cali- northern california to here southern california where we are and in the midst of process of relocation he was getting laid off it, it was so painful to watch you know including myself you know it sucks so if you're listening to this pos- podcast my personal recommendation for those of you who recently got laid off you know, and if you are currently, and, and of course you're seeking jobs, right? Opportunities out there. Look for companies that claim people are assets. They actually mean what they say. You know, is is our due diligence to do all of this research about the companies that we're interviewing to, interviewing with, um, you know, where they say, hey, our people are our assets. Are, are, you, are you sure? <laughs> you know, um, it's up to us to do that because, you know, we're valuable, Right. 
our, our skills are valuables and experiences valuables are, you know, all of these things, skill sets. Um, I want to mention this. Lincoln Electric, a very well-known manufacturer uh, of arc welding equipment, responded in a very, very interesting way of economic challenges instead of laying off 10% of their workforce. And after this, of course, there's so many other, other companies are, you know, following this kind of trend. They implemented a 10% wage cut for everyone except senior management who took an even larger cut. This approach ensured that the pain was shared equally among all employees is a great kind of like, you know, role model, basically, rather than a small group bearing the brunt of the impact, you know, the, the, the little ones, the actual people who do the work, you know, who are the ones getting laid off. It's like, why not get, why not take a 10% um, across the board, a wage cut? Um, companies can view economic downturns as opportunities, like I said earlier, uh, as was the case with Goodnight at the SAS Institute during the 2000 recession, if you guys recall that, in the 2000 tech recession. Um, Goodnight used this period to upgrade the skills of his work force while competitors were eliminating jobs, thereby acquiring top talent. Think about that for a second, right? What they what they did. Um, also sees the opportunity to innovate and also gain that market share while others are cutting jobs and becoming stagnant, right? Kind of negative in a way. And it's, it's this is a positive, positive really steps uh, that promote optimism instead of, you know, negative and being pessimist about jobs and things like that. I mean, it's really well-rounded, positive. It's important to recognize the emerging technologies such as the social media, the AI that I just mentioned, um, software, statistical software, web services will not disappear. Any of these are not going to disappear anytime soon. And in fact, it's probably going to be growing and more competitive. And companies can leverage these tools to stay ahead of the curve. And I personally need to, to learn this myself, by the way. I'm an old school, so I just... I, I, I'm still learning how to utilize that, to capitalize that, maximize, you know, the uh, the features and things like that in social media. In summary, companies take a more can take a more equitable approach to economic challenges by sharing the burden of cost cutting uh, measures among all of the employees and can seize opportunity presented by the downturns to acquire talent, to innovate so that they can position themselves for future success. So the current economic financial situation is pretty challenging, as we already know. I mean, it just affects everybody, right, globally, not just here in the U.S., but, of course, it's just borderless when it comes to this. It's also an opportunity for leaders to step up and demonstrate their skills and abilities by speaking, communicating openly, and honestly, having this, you know, uh, company-wide um, open, you know, discussion and open policy, um, you know, inviting everybody uh, from just everybody in the company to talk one-on-one um, -on -one or through Zoom or whatever, you know, the company's now very um, savvy doing all of this, you know, when they have multi-locations and people can join through Zoom. Um, live streams and things like that. And we have all technology uh, resources for this. And providing resources and training, being proactive and demonstrating resilience. And this is really a, a basic leadership skill. 
and you know that can trickle down and be you know leading through crisis basically and then showing demonstrating to your management team um and then you know your employees and staff uh, you know that leaders can support their employees and their organization during these difficult times. All right, guys. I hope that you took some notes. I thought that was uh, <laughs> pretty, uh, a little bit intense. But like I said, I mean, I'd love to talk about uh, the topic that I mentioned. We um, want to revisit that topic, uh, you know, in some other um, soon. <laughs> I don't, I don't know when, but I am watching. I have my eyes on this uh, current financial collapse because I feel that personally is the tip, the start, the beginning of a great tsunami. Um, it's just been really publicly exposed. And of course, it has been impacted uh, by other fellow, you know, investors and uh, I just business owners, leaders, and whoever that's been affected and is, is really going to have a domino ripple effect on this what's going on. But before we wrap up today's episode, let's also touch on the topic of recession. Many, um, you know, great economists are predicting that we may be headed for a recession, which we are <laughs> probably. I mean, you guys are already pitching it as we are in the recession, Nikki. I mean, what more can we ask, right? I mean, price of eggs already been <laughs> and fuel, just the basic necessities to, to daily living. It's already three times more than what we had been paying, you know, last year or two years ago, exactly. Um, which, you know, could further exacerbate the current economic and financial challenge that we're facing already. So what can leaders to do? I want to ask this, to prepare for a recession and navigate their organizations through tough times. Think about that. You know, I think, during great times, we all can sing and dance, share our portfolios, and celebrate this successes and everything. But what if something bad happens to the, you know, are we prepared for this? You know, we must train ourselves, is what I say all the time whenever I'm at the range. We must train ourselves in the worst life conditions so we can appreciate the good life. That's also applied to business world, right? What can leaders do to prepare for a recession, navigate their businesses, organizations through tough times? One key strategy is to focus on cut, cost, cost cutting, right? And efficiency measures. What does that mean? This may mean reducing unnecessary expenses, just like what we do at home. Right, streamlining processes and finding ways to do more with less. I gotta say something. If I don't know how many of you are listening, and then say, "Oh my God, Nikki Dare just said streamlining processes." I know we know exactly what she's gonna say next. Kaizen, exactly. Take note, Kaizen, K-A-I-Z-E-N. And I'll um, chime in a little bit about Kaizen a little bit later here, but I want to just wrap this up. 
um, that, you know, another important strategy is to maintain a strong bonded culture and focus on your employee engagement. When times are tough, it's easy to, you know, for this morale in the office and the workplace to slip and for employees to feel so demotivated and overlooked, right? But by investing in the employees' development, training, things like that, recognizing their contribution, creating positive work environment, and also, you know, invite them to be part of your programs and projects. Leaders can help maintain this morale and productivity even in difficult times. You got to be even closer to employees, embrace them, right? Finally, leaders must be willing to take bold and decisive action when never necessary. This may mean making tough decisions such as laying off employees or restructuring the organization. My forte back in the 20s, I mean, uh, my, in my 20s, I mean, back in the early 90s. Um, same kind of flavor, but just different years, right? Different decades and different, different uh, structuring. Uh, we have hybrid workplace, for example, working environment. Uh, back then, we didn't have that right? Everybody's at the office showing up. However, by being transparent and communicating clearly with their team, leaders can also help to minimize the impact of this action and ensure that everyone is working towards a common goal, you know, must be reminded about your mission, vision um, of, of your organization, of your business. So, you know, I think I, think I want to just kind of like summarize all of this. And while the prospect of a recession can be daunting, leaders can always take the steps to prepare for tough times and navigate their organization through these challenges. And just this crisis, they call it, I, I like to say challenges because it's more so, not soft. I don't like to sugarcoat it, but it's just not so panicky. <laughs> you want to say, stay calm, kind of do this steadily, kind of like, you know, okay, we got it. We got this. <laughs> That's how you guys stay calm. We got this. By focusing on cost cutting, cost cutting and efficiency, maintaining strong culture, employee engagement, and being willing, willing to take bold action whenever necessary. Uh, I know this business leaders can help the organization weather any storm and emerge even stronger on the other side. And I talk a lot about this in so many publication that I've written, right? I have the uh, emergency crisis leadership, uh, a couple couple new books I just published recently, 2023. Uh, it's called The Kaizen Currency of Sustainable Success. Okay, I'm going to talk about this a little bit. An Ecosystemic Approach to Life. I've written this book. I'm so like, so glad, relief, big, huge relief in January, 2023 that I've already published and put it out there because it's been in my... Um, <laughs> in my desk for a while. Uh, honestly, this should be the second series of the Kaizen book that I wanted to publish. But um, the first one is more a personal development uh, Kaizen. This one is more a business related. I, for some reason, I want to take this one out <laughs> this year, <laughs> 2023. Um, this Kaizen Currency of Sustainable Success is is an interactive business book that encourages a business-oriented Kaizen mindset in the pursuit of long-term <laughs> sustainability and success by utilizing, using this ecosystemic approach to business, it seeks to equip business people with the tools needed 
for lifelong success and well-being. Um, this book offers a distinctive approach to for understanding, comprehending sustainable success within today's competitive marketplace and guiding guiding you really through the roadmap through insightful activities. I yes, I do I do include all of these uh, case studies and examples, stories and toolkits applicable to entrepreneurs, uh, business owners such as yourself and even employees, your employees definitely have to have to to be you know to be able to have access to this book. So if you're a business owner that you 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 you, you want to like hey let's implement this Kaizen culture yeah <laughs> call us. <laughs> so is in exploration of business through an ecosystemic lens this book also provides an opportunity to unlock a profound level of business potential. It is a book it is an invite for taking action. I love that word taking action. Those two words taking action for business leaders in holistic approach to understand business and life through this lens of ecosystemic approach to life, basically. And the next book, before I forget, because I get carried away sometimes talking about Kaizen. By the way, that book Kaizen, it's 315 total pages. It's, it's a fun book, believe me. It's not a boring book. I try to make it fun. I uh, try to be creative. It is a colored book. It's in full color. Um, it, 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 it is available in both um, Kindle and also paperback. Um, and I, I'm just so, so excited because I think, you know, I've already get people approach me to, you know, companies is like, gotta do this in our, in our, in our workplace, Nikki, because we need this, you know, we want to do this. We want to, the efficiency, we want to streamline the processes. That's what it's all about, the Kaizen. It's continuous improvement, guys. Uh, we all need it. I think the businesses need it this, in this crisis, through this crisis right now. In a couple of years, um, you guys implement this Kaizen culture in your company, uh, in your organization, in your business, multiple locations especially. Uh, you're going to thank me for it. So, you know, I'm available. Give me a call. Uh, you know, my team and I would love to, to meet with your employees, with your management team. But check it out, you know, grab um, as many multiple books and hand them over to your management team. Give them to your employees as, a, you know, as, as a perk. <laughs> um, and, you know, if you're, if you're watching this or listening to this in my podcast and you're a, you're a professor, a teacher, yes, you can, you can also, um, you know, uh, share this book also to your students in your college. Uh, this book is really, really a great, great book to invite to taking action, you guys. Um, I think the world needs this book. And I know that I want to purposely publish this book at the beginning of 2023 because I see it coming already through this collapse. And uh, it's just a lot, of, a lot of to talk about in this book. Please do check it out. And then, yes, available on uh, Amazon, both in Kindle and Kaizen paperback. Uh, don't forget to leave me your feedback, by the way. Uh, those book reviews are really the best gifts for me. All right, I'm back. I just want to let you guys know about the Kaizen. All right. The next book is called Leadership Sustainability. Um, it's really a comprehensive, well-researched uh, ebook guide, I should call. Um, is no, it's not three hundred pages. <laughs> this is more. <laughs> this is more easier to read. Um, I wanted to start, you know, opening up this discussion about leadership sustainability. It'll be a series as well. Um, basically, 
is for you guys, for business leaders, right? It's a guide for business leaders provided this roadmap uh, for you to, you know, to prepare basically your businesses for any type of crisis or disasters. Um, if you're looking for long-term sustainability, if you're looking for a long-term success to your organization in the face of any challenges, check it out. This is the book. Um, I, I, I really, you know, I purposely want to publish this book together because it just speak volume because it's like, oh, okay, these are the, the toolkits and this is the leadership, you know, uh, this is the leadership, um, part of it, segment of it, right. Section of it. So one is called sustainability. Um, I'm sorry, situational leadership and the, the, the uh, what do you call the, uh, Situational leadership, right? Because this is this is what's using your situational awareness, basically, in how you can mitigate this kind of disasters or crisis or challenges, right, uh, in your organization. So, I purposely wanted to publish that book. Yes, it should have done it last year. <laughs> I was too lazy to do it last year, but yeah, this year and 2023 in January, I finally published it at the, almost the same time shortly after Kaizen got published because it does work hand in hand. Um, so if you guys want to check it out, please do. Available on Amazon, only in Kindle. I don't have the paperback yet on that one. But, you know, I really would love to uh, continue on um, doing doing that too, uh, the book, I mean. We talk a lot already. <laughs> we have a lot of things that we... that we covered today. Um, podcast and hopefully that you on today's have enjoyed it so far. All right, guys. If you took the time to look at those two books that I on, just type it in Amazon. Nikki there, you should see all of my I don't at least seven or uh, this this last two books, leadership. Give me your feedback reviews once after you read it. Of course, read them. Uh, those are really your reviews, your feedback. These are the best priceless gifts for me. Thank you so very much for listening today. That
all today's episode of Leadership 365. Um, really, I want to you know, mention again, mention again that we mentioned uh, earlier that is the uh, and things like that. For me, uh, don't forget to subscribe to my channel, Nikki Dare. Just find me, Nikki Dare. First and last name. And I am on Twitter these days. I don't know why. Of course, yes. Twitter, ever since Twitter got acquired, chime in here, tweet here, tweet there. So, somehow, I'm back also in Sopin. Uh, been hiding for the last few weeks, showing up, you guys. Don't forget and become a member there and book club in the community there. And uh, while you oh, to leave me the comment here on my podcast, patnikidare.com. And if you're listening to us or Spotify, um, my gosh, I, I just have a little, little, little <laughs> mind blog right now. But yeah, I, I heart podcast. Usually I'm on there Thanks for listening. And this is really an enjoyable episode today on Leadership 365. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you found today's discussion informative and helpful. And like I said, don't forget to subscribe our podcast for more insights. You have been listening to Nikki Dares Radio, a podcast of sustainability with your host, Ms. Nikki Dare. Nikki Dare's life has been spent passionately in helping others going through transformation, both personal and professional. To learn more, please visit Ms. Dare's websites, education.nikkidare.com. Workshops on safety preparedness, situational awareness are available. Also available, the Transformational Coaching Series. For corporate and private group pricing, please contact us. Please visit her website, NikkiDare.com. All of her broadcasts are available for free download on iTunes podcast, Nikki Dare. For more details on opportunities for sponsorships and speaking engagements, please email us at education at NikkiDare.com. Join her next time, Living in Purpose and Passion. Our mission is to live a sustainable life with your host, Nikki Dare.